Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the show. Lots of news happening this morning, including the Raiders making a change at head coach and general manager. When you fire the GM to midseason, you know it's it's bad news. Uh, Josh McDaniels out the door, Perloff. It was a 3-5 and five season. It was a 9-16 and 16 record overall for the Raiders head coach. Another failed spot for Josh McDaniels as a head coach. I mean, it was all bad. He was supposed to come in and be the mastermind behind an offense that have weapons like Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro and have a left tackle like Colton Miller, and it was bad. It was second worst in the league bad in terms of averaging 16 points per game. The offense didn't score more than 19 points in any any game this season, and it was dreadful. Jimmy Garoppolo was leading the league in interceptions with nine. He hasn't even played a full season. Like, all around bad. And Josh McDaniels, it felt like only a matter of time. And it turns out that was last night. I mean, I think losing on Monday Night Football in front of everybody was had to be so embarrassing for the owner. And the way they lost, too, because... The Lions had some strange turnovers that kept them in the game, and yep. they they said, "Nope, we're good. We don't want to even <laughs> yes. be in this game." And they didn't want to tackle. That's you know, it looked like one of those games where Alabama is playing Troy State, and Troy State's defensive backs can't tackle the Alabama running back. That was so embarrassing. I think they had no choice. The GM is not surprising either because they've made terrible draft picks. Uh, even it, Mike Mayock made some really bad ones, a former yeah. GM. But Tyree Wilson, number seven, is already showing that was a risky move that has not paid off at all. We're not surprised. I, I don't think anything's going to happen this year. Here's what I worry about. I think they're going to do the same thing. They're going to they have these big names here, and they're going to hire a big-name coach like Josh McDaniels, pretty big name. Yeah. And the problem seems to be the organization. It seems to be the owner. Yeah, I mean, listen, anytime you have this kind of turnover, you're having this kind of bad product on the field where you had an interim head coach who took over and you actually won 10 games that season, you think you bring Devontae Adams in who handpicks your franchise to come play with Derek Carr, you think you're going to be getting better and you've gotten so much worse. I mean, that part of it is just incredibly embarrassing, not the way you want to be going. And so, yeah, the ownership has to wear this to yeah. a certain extent. And, you know, this Mark Davis, like I've called him Tommy boy, you know, he's a guy who even he would admit, you know, just like being <sighs> Al Davis's son for most of his life. And then was sort of forced to take over the team. I don't think he was jonesing to take over the team. And to be honest, I think he's always trying to hire somebody who's just going to take it off his hands. And, you know, maybe, maybe he is involved. We hear about these meetings that he has after games, but I ultimately, I think he wants someone to come in and run the team. And that's not a bad thing. He just keeps mm. picking the wrong guy. 
Well, I, this is obvious, and I think it's a shallow way to look at it, but can anyone with that haircut win a Super Bowl? And that's, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we all think that. Can I just say it? That the, just the way he carries himself is not like an NFL owner. I, I He's so different. Any, I don't trust anybody with a bad lineup. Sorry. Yeah. I can't I mean, do it. The problem is, to add insult to injury, I bet that haircut costs a lot of money. Like, that kind of bad haircut, but he's so rich that I bet someone is coming in yeah, but and you, he's paying him like 500 bucks for that thing. I don't know if he actually spends like that. He was caught on the nickel slots at McCarran Airport two weeks ago. Well, that's just because you're trying to kill time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but you're the first of all, why aren't you flying private out of McCarran? That was weird. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to save the environment. Um, uh, anyway. And also, remember there was that thing where he was eating chicken wings <laughs> in his owner's box? Yeah. I don't know if he acts like your typical Millie. He's not on a yacht uh, trying to woo a Listen, new head coach. He seems like uh, a different kind of guy. Owners can be the fanciest or the not fanciest. They can all be embarrassing. I mean, Mark Davis uh, is definitely, uh, you know, has been a punchline. So anyway, there's still a lot of unknowns here with this team, and, and they're still pretty far away despite all the top talent this is not going to be an easy fix for whoever takes over. Now, in the immediate, it's going to be Antonio Pierce, the former linebacker, will take over. How that fixes the offense, I have no idea, but step right up Antonio Pierce. He can change the culture, change the vibe. We're not sure who's going to be calling plays. Defense is terrible, too. Let's, yeah, let's not forget that. Nick. Defense is bad, so he'll help with that. A, a guy named Champ Kelly, who yeah. we're not really all that familiar with, is going to take over as interim GM, but... Let's be honest. The, the trade, trade deadline, deadline's yeah. over. Like, I, I don't know what you're doing as the GM. You right know, now. they should have probably traded Devontae Adams. I, I'm still not quite clear to me why they didn't, because everyone thinks he's going to go somewhere else in the offseason. He's going to turn 31 this offseason. Where is he going with so, this team? So, here's why I, I think I kind of get it. Number one, they chose talent here. And I think that's kind of smart. Because you actually have some good pieces, and everyone knows that Josh McDaniels is the reason. Like you, you're going to trade Devontae Adams. You've got this guy who's amazing, who's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Don't don't just trade him away. See if maybe, possibly, you have a vision for the future. And same with Max Crosby. Like I, I'm not so sure I want to totally, you know, give up on those guys yet. Number one and number two, I, if I am going to trade him, trade him in the off season. You'll have more more bidders mm. because. But can't you put a contender o over the barrel and get a high first-round pick who you might not get in the offseason? He's older. But... I don't know. Maybe that wasn't there. And I, I'm almost like an, an off-season trade there because, again, you can have every team in the NFL is going to think they have hope. And, they, you know, the, at the trade deadline, it's usually a small yeah. a small group of people who are buyers. I also think there's an opportunity for these guys to perhaps increase their value. You know, they've Maybe. been playing with Josh McDaniels where, you know, I'm watching Devontae Adams drop passes every week. Like, maybe with a different coach, different attitude, maybe he feels a little better. Maybe they tell him, hey, look, we didn't trade you now, but after the, after the season, we'll get you out of here. But go out there, get us, you know, 100 yards a game, and, you know, you'll be worth a lot. Maybe these guys go out there, they play okay, and then by the time you get to the offseason, you can get a lot for these guys, a lot more than you did when we were watching Devontae Adams drop passes on Monday Night Football. Well, Devontae Adams only got a low first-round pick going from the Packers to the Raiders, so I don't think he is definitely not getting a first-round pick in the future because – the age for wide receivers really start to go downhill in thirties. I also thought that was yeah. a little more of this wasn't an open this wasn't open bidding for Devontae Adams. Well, he that, specifically wanted to go to the Raiders. It's like in the NBA, it's harder yeah. to get a max you know capital back on a trade yeah. when the player saying I only want to play for this one team because he wanted to go play with Derek Carr, his former college teammate. Yeah, I I don't think he has that much value. So he turns thirty one this season actually. 
that that's tough. And he's expensive, and he's definitely playing significantly worse this year. So well, maybe he gets better with Aiden O'Connell, and he's definitely not going to stick around. The Raiders are going to go with a rookie next year, presumably. They yeah. got a top ten pick. I don't think Devontae Adams. He obviously didn't want to be in a rebuild in Green Bay. I don't think he'll stick around for a rebuild here either. We have a poll question out uh, at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter, which is who should take over the Raiders? I'm going to go vote on this right now because I have my my vote, and it's not even close. EJ, read the results, please. Okay, so before Maggie votes to the results here, uh, who should run the Raiders? We have Tom Brady, Deion Sanders, and Jim Harbaugh as the options. So at 27%, you had Tom Brady. At 22%, you had Deion Sanders. And at 50%, you had Jim Harbaugh. So Jim Harbaugh taking the lion's share. I also asked in the Twitch uh, chat which people would you want to see run the Raiders and we got uh, one answer from Moist Pork. He put in uh, Jim Harbaugh. He also put in uh, Lincoln Riley as options as well. I mean, Lincoln Riley sounds like a Raiders coach. Right? Offensive <laughs> guru in college football who has no chance of winning. <laughs> Shut me up. A year and a half before they leave him at the airport or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm mean, sorry. That was Lane Kiffin at USC. But. I mean, the connections are pretty obvious there. <laughs> There's also a B, B Ward 78 put in Peyton Manning. As an option. Oh, interesting. But Brady kind of already planted his flag a little bit with yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. Can Peyton come in on on Brady's territory? You want to talk about a, a media firestorm like the the Brady Manning Union of trying to run an <laughs> NFL team? It's like the Avengers. Yeah, I mean that would that would be the biggest <laughs> yeah. story in the NFL. Those well, how about you bring? All right, if, can they work together? Do you like think- Batman and Superman working together? Which that does us- happen. That, by as I the way. say, that usually ends up ends up. Working out well for humanity. Yeah. (laughs) This is a bit sillier, but I like it. Why not bring Dion into that mix, too? Just have (laughs) all all the super friends, bring them together. Dion will run the secondary. Peyton and Brady will split the offense. Yeah. Uh, what what will Jim Harbaugh do in this model? Can we bring him in? Just to, <laughs> spy, spy, spy on, he's, spy he's, on the Chiefs. He's in charge of advanced scouting. <laughs> <laughs> then again, Josh McDaniels was their last coach. He knows how to advance scout. That's true, but clearly not doing it well enough. Uh, again, so another thing that Belichick should probably get some more credit for, but uh, didn't. Okay, yes. so sorry. We also have, uh, of course, our guy Cap in the chat as well, and yeah. he threw out a name that I think is interesting. Brian Flores. Oh, definitely. No, what if he's an option? He's, uh, I mean, it took him a, a month, but he's got Minnesota playing pretty well. Yeah, and I know Kevin O'Connell has given him a lot of credit for the defense really keeping them in this season, and now the offense is starting to catch up. Of course, they lost uh, Kirk Cousins this past week, but Flores doing a pretty good job with a defense that was horrendous last season. Okay. And, and he's crazy aggressive, too. He yeah. blitzes on every play. That feels to fit the Raiders' mystique. Okay, but here's the problem. Brian Flores didn't have a good relationship with Tua. Tua is clearly a good quarterback. I mean, I know he was young in his career then. And Brian Flores, I think, changed offensive coordinators every single year he was with the Miami Dolphins. Like, the offense has to get fixed here, and you're going to have a young quarterback. I don't know if Brian Flores is my guy with a rookie QB. We just saw that how that happened in Miami, and it didn't go well. That would be my devil's advocate on Brian Flores. Yeah. I, I, listen, I don't think that you necessarily have to bring in, like, the offensive guru. Like, yes, Lincoln Riley, this has got failed failure all over it if he goes to the Raiders but I think you do need somebody who's been proven uh, that they can develop a rookie quarterback that I understand what you're saying I think Brian Flores will get you to 10 wins though he can at least make you tough Uh, to me it's not just the offense it's a lack of effort that you see on the field and it's the really 
lack of competitiveness, Flores will at least give you that. You're right. I mean, the way to get to the Super Bowl seems to be bringing it off the next Sean McVay. Everyone wants the next Sean McVay. The problem, it doesn't matter. Mark Davis is going to get the biggest name out there, and it's going to end the same way. I, I think we're almost wasting our time. I don't want Dion to go there. I know I'm you voting. think I the aesthetic is Dion. amazing, no. Dion, but it's just like I want Dion to be set up for success, and this is not that, Maggie. I want Dion to come because he's also got Shador. It's like you solve two problems in one. You got to, when does this happen? You got a head coach and you get a quarterback who can come together as like a package deal. I'd rather have, you know, they're not going to be able to get Caleb Williams. I don't think they're going to be bad enough yeah. to get Caleb Williams, but like the Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, you know, those rumors that were out there. I, I actually like Dion and Shador better. At least, at least Dion played in the NFL for many years. He has any idea what he's walking into. I, I'd be a little scared about the coach son thing in the NFL. Like we saw, even with the NBA, Doc Rivers and his son Austin Austin Rivers, yeah. who's not nearly as good a right. player as Shador, or at least maybe not as heralded. Like, even that caused rifts within the Clippers locker room. And, yep. and some Clippers said that it kind of fractured the Clippers rock, locker room. They felt like he wouldn't trade his son. And like, then he did. Yeah, and then he eventually <laughs> did, maybe to kind of show, show them who's yeah. boss. But, like, I, I think that that would be a little bit of a concern for me, would be how does this thing work? We've already seen a weird dynamic with Shador and the rest of the players on Colorado on how Deion talks about them. Right. I don't know how that flies in the NFL. So, the old, it's, a, it's a fair point, but give me the head coach – who say you have like a high draft pick, you know, quarterback in there. Nobody's they're not going to criticize that guy publicly. So like Dion won't won't criticize his son publicly. Neither will if Kate, neither would Lincoln Riley if he was in there with a young quarterback. None of these guys do. So I think that's kind of par for the course, right? Just, yeah, that's true. I think though there'll be a perception that this is different, mm. even though you're right. These coaches don't go out there and, and they really don't slam their quarterbacks yeah. as much. Especially young ones. No right. Way. But I think that their perception quickly, if Shador struggles or things go wrong, or he doesn't play well. As soon as Deion, as we said before, starts going to the offensive line's terrible or receivers need to catch the ball or yeah. whatever, then that storyline comes is Deion putting his son over an NFL franchise. And I think that that won't fly as easy as maybe it's kind of flying right now at Colorado. But by the way, they can draft Shador anyway. You don't need to hire Deion Sanders to get Shador Sanders. No, I like the I like the tag team. Uh, Plus, I don't know if Shador's coming out to the draft if yeah. Deion is still uh, uh, a to Colorado. I don't know if Shador is still quarterback or he's quarterback three. Assuming Cal Williams won, Drake May two. They might like somebody else. I mean, they probably will like somebody else. Yeah, it else. could be Penix, could be whoever. But yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's going to be a bunch of first round quarterbacks this year. So yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I think Atlanta is the perfect guy. We know the Raiders are already high profile. They don't need Dion. Okay, but Atlanta, Atlanta might make the playoffs. They're not going to fire their head coach. Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. They, it's possible. I don't. I don't care if they if they make the playoffs at nine and eight and keep Arthur Smith. That is a terrible idea. I I think they need an identity. Give Dion to someone that's not good already because Dion makes you a glamour team immediately. The Raiders don't need that. They already have glamour. Oh, they need it. <laughs> they need everything. <laughs> they need. They know they need stable. You're the one they calling out stable, Mark Davis's haircut. They have no glamour. They need stable, solid, professional. They don't need. Let's that's take Dion. one of the biggest risks. I mean, Dion's never coached a game in the NFL. He's coached how many college football games in the FBS? Eight. He's, it's a bit of a risk. He's a bit of an unknown, wouldn't you say? Well, but he's got the Hall of Fame credentials. Uh, okay, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You are welcome to vote. You're welcome to weigh in. And I'm sure Raider fans are probably feeling pretty good today because your team did what they needed to do, which was fire Josh McDaniels, and um, and now you get to move on. It is Wednesday. 
which around here means it's time for the Great Debate Series. The Great Debate Series. Well, in honor of Josh McDaniels getting fired, today's Great Debate is the worst NFL head coach of all time. Ooh, so mean. This is so well, mean. It's always inspired by the <laughs> news. <laughs> it was... No, I'm in. I'm just saying this is very mean. Well, you know, it's all—it's a wins-loss league, Perloff. You know, these are the big boys. They're getting paid the big bucks, and they have to stand up there and take the criticism. The worst NFL head coach of all time. Would you like to go first, or you want me to? You go first, because I think people are not going to know my guy. Oh, all right. Well, you're going to know my guy, because the worst head coach in the history of the NFL is none other than Urban Meyer. Yes, it's recent. Doesn't mean it's recency bias. 2-11 and 11 as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This all started off terribly. He was fined like $300,000 for having uh, like, you know, uh, impermissible practices. <laughs> started a strength and conditioning coach that, w- that was hired from Iowa who had a checkered history. And that was just the beginning. Where this thing really turned for Urban Meyer and started getting off the rails was that October trip to Cincinnati to play a Thursday night game. The Jaguars lose to the Bengals, and instead of flying back with the team, Urban Meyer makes a pit stop at his own bar slash restaurant and gets videotaped with a woman, not his wife, essentially giving him a lap dance, kind of, in front of everybody, and Urban didn't seem to be in the right state of mind. After that, he was berating assistant coaches, calling them losers. He was accused of kicking his former kicker, Josh Lambeau, And all that led to him being criticized by leaders of the team. And finally, Trevor Lawrence, even as a rookie, had to criticize what was going on. Urban Meyer was fired for cause. It is still being worked out in terms of his contract. Urban Meyer was outscored by 160 points when he was actually coaching, not just the off-field distractions. Urban Meyer is the worst coach in the history of the NFL. Wow, that's strong. The one thing about Urban Meyer was he was not around long enough. I think that's the only downside is he didn't he didn't get to do even more damage, which would have been fun to watch. Kicking the kicker, I still would have loved to see video of that. I'm sorry. I understand it's a serious thing, but I hope that really happened. Like, what kind of coach gets so mad he kicks a special teams player? That's the, awesome. The worst coach in the NFL does that. Uh, okay. I'm going to a little more old school, and it's personal. Now, EJ, I'm sure you wanted to take this guy, too. But I think I had him first. In the 90s was my peak NFL fandom for the Philadelphia Eagles. Randall Cunningham was my favorite player. They had Reggie White. They had Jerome Brown. They had so much talent. And they had a coach named Buddy Ryan who was a madman. Anyway, he got fired, and they brought in Rich Kotite. I don't know if you remember the name. He hasn't coached since 96. He took a Super Bowl roster and completely gutted it in Philadelphia almost immediately. He had had one playoff season. But then he went to the New York Jets, and the owner at the time, Leon Hess, says, I'm bringing in this guy because he won in Philadelphia. I'm older. I want to win a Super Bowl, and Rich Kotite is going to be my man. First season, 3-13, and very bad. The next season was 1-15 in 1996, and this is before teams went 0-16. This was the worst football team I've ever seen in my life. So I'm going to Rich Cote, and I feel bad because he seems like a very nice man, and he's actually been completely class act his entire career. But he killed my Eagles, uh, and he was, again, one of the worst Jets coaches. Again, I don't know if that's a Jets fault because the Jets seem to make everyone bad, but Rich Cote is my pick. 
I mean, pretty good options there. We want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. We'll also put it out on social media. The worst NFL head coach of all time. That is the debate today. Perloff says Rich Kotite. I say Urban Meyer. Let's hear it. Raider fans, you're welcome to weigh in as well with the firing of Josh McDaniels, who also may have been a candidate for this yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, he's actually a eight wins and Yeah, he won Vegas. a playoff game. So won a playoff game. Can't do it. Uh, you must have had a hard debate between Urban Meyer and Bobby Petrino. Had a similar, similar vibe going. Similar trajectory, but Bobby Petrino didn't have a generational talent as their quarterback when he came in. And the torpedoing of Trevor Lawrence's rookie season is part of what per Urban Meyer God, over the top. It's pretty good. Although Bobby Petrino leaving a note for his players and basically scurrying off in the middle of the night. Good candidate. Very solid resume for worst NFL coach of head time, uh, NFL head coach of all time. Pardon me. 855-212-4CBS. Let's hear from you. Of course, you can go to at Maggie and Pearl, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. If you want to hang in the chat, say hi to us and all the weedos, of course, the coffee drinkers, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. We would never forget you. We are on the absolutely free to download Odyssey app and Sirius XM channel 158. Worst NFL head coach of all time. Tell us who you got. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Next. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Great debate series every Wednesday here. Today's question, worst NFL coach of all time. Maggie's got Urban Meyer. I went with former Jets coach Rich Kotite. You could call us 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I think if we put a poll out, you'd definitely win because of recency bias. Uh, I don't know if NFL history remembers Urban Meyer. I My only argument against him, how many games was it? Was it nine games? It felt like it a lot more. Two and 11. 
13 games. So he got 13 games in. How many did Bobby Petrino get in? About the same? Uh, Bobby Petrino. He, I know he, he left before. Games. Was it 13 also? Yeah, he left yeah. before the season. How can you be the worst coach of all time if you don't even last a season? Well, that's part of it. I think what sets Urban Meyer apart from Petrino, I know Petrino did end up having embarrassing off-the-field stuff, the motorcycle accident with the woman he was having an affair with, but that happened at Louisville. The Urban Meyer video of him getting the the sexy dance from some mystery blonde that happened while he was the freaking coach of the team and should have been flying home with his own team after a loss. That's all bad. But if they were eight and two <laughs> and he got a dance, I, I don't think being uh, disloyal to your wife, if you're a good football coach, what do the fans care? No, it's just getting caught. Like you're yeah. losing and it got caught on film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure if people... you're 11 and three, then heck yeah. yeah people found out that like Bill Belichick was some rabid, you know, Cheater, I don't well, he is a cheater in terms of spy spygate stuff. Why? But he was cheating on his wife. I don't think anyone would probably make a big deal about it. Uh yeah, that'd be weird. He did leave his wife uh in the middle of his career, so maybe that did happen. Jeez, what Who do you knows? know? I, I don't know anything. <laughs> right. I do the not want to think about Bill The Belichick. difference is getting caught like Urban Meyer did. <laughs> yes. Especially I forgot that detail that he decided not to fly home with his yeah, team. That was that was the issue. It yeah. was not flying home the team because he wanted to he, he said he wanted to see his grandkids and then, you know, <laughs> that he's, old at the, he's at the bar it's like with the grandkids at the bar <laughs> it was his bar but i think it was pretty late at night yeah the old spend more time with the family ruse how many times have we heard that 855-212-4cbs george is in la good morning george how are you good morning maggie good morning but i had to agree with maggie with uh, urban meyer because the man was a great college coach but as usual an arrogant NFL coach and just my gosh, he was an embarrassment to to the team. And um, they had to do what they had to do. It, it was just a joke almost. And it's sad because his legacy kind of gets tarnished a little bit. But then also in college, he had Tim Tebow at Florida, so that helped him a lot. Right. Yeah. Listen, on the college ranks, George, and thank you for the call. I mean, college ranks. Of course, Urban, of course, Nick Saban, you know, of course, Steve Spurrier. These guys all had success in college and just never translated to the pros. Yeah, that, and it's a warning, too, to Mark Davis and all the other owners who think, oh, great success in college. It's a matter of control, right? You have complete control in college. Then you come in the NFL where guys are professionals and the message doesn't work. Yeah, Urban Meyer did not work at all. I think for Dion, it is a bit different. And I'm advocating for Dion to take over the Raiders because obviously Josh McDaniels was fired uh, late last night. I want Dion to take over. Yes, he's a college coach, so there would be, you know, an element of, of an obstacle there. But Dion is still so revered, even by the pros of today. But you want Dion to take over because you think he's going to win, or you just want him to take over because you think it'd be so much more fun? Yes and yes. Adrian <laughs> is in Maryland. Good morning, Adrian. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, man, I got. I, I just got to say one thing. You got to slow down on this Dion thing. This this. Dion, the hottest coach in the in the, in the league and in, in the country and all this other stuff, he hasn't won it. So we got to win games. We don't got to be flashy here. Okay, who do you think should take over that? Who do you want, Jim Harbaugh? That's flashy. Jim Jim Harbaugh, he's a good coach. He, he he's consistent and he and he's won in the league already. Um, Dion had thing. He's won four games and everybody acts like he's a new contender in here. Don't forget, they just they just got blown out by uh, uh, blown out by Oregon. Stanford came back from twenty nine nothing. We got to find. I know, but the coach. other thing too, Adrian, is that you know to to back up Dion. Dion hasn't been coaching for all that long. Jim Harbaugh has been in the game 
for is he he's been a coach now longer than he was a player. That's more of a reason not to have, to hire Maggie. Well, listen, no if you want Maggie. if you want Jim Harbaugh, you know, listen, I you you can take him. He he, no, will, I, he will give I, you a bump in the beginning, that's for sure. But you're not going to have him for long. Jim Harbaugh wears I don't that want as Jim, I don't want. I don't want Jim Harbaugh. I got to hire a competent coach. Who do you have for the worst NFL head coach of all time? Okay, man, I got uh, I got Steve Spurrier. Yeah. I live in the D.C. area, and he had the famous quotes. Uh, oh, we didn't do that well today, and he was on the golf course and one one game like after the game and things like that. So I'm going to say Steve Spurrier. Spurrier is a good one, Adrian. Thank you so much for the call, and have a great day. He's right in that same wheelhouse of great, great college coaches just did not work in the pros. And also, he was like, like Dion going to Vegas, no one's going to win in Washington. Uh, so Steve Spurrier at least has an excuse. I think it was Daniel Snyder, right? He was with Snyder. So oh, yeah. that's an impossible spot. This was right after Snyder bought the team, actually. Yeah. And he brought in Spurrier, and it was it was so desperate. I'm just trying to remember who was the – was it Rex Grossman? Who was the quarterback? People, you know, he, he brought in all Patrick his like, Ramsey. Florida, Florida yep. guys. And People, were full. Nobody yeah. knew Spurrier was going to fail at the time, by the way. This is a little bit – looking back, everyone was excited about that hire. 7-9 and nine and then 5-11. and 11. And Adrian's right. I remember uh, I was going to college in D.C. at the time, and a lot was made about Spurrier being on the golf course. <laughs> he was definitely like, oh, this is an NFL, so this is a part-time job. Yeah. I no longer have to recruit. Uh, Zach is in California – has got one. Good morning, Zach. Hey, Mike Singletary. Oof, it's a good one. What about that the famous story when he they were losing at halftime and he pulled his pants down and showed the team his butt? Yep. <laughs> that would be the one. And that is also, Zach, a good one because, you know, Singletary, all-time great player. You know, Hall of Fame player, never translated to the coach. That would be maybe a cautionary tale. For my Dion suggestion, how Dion I think should take over the Raiders, but you have Mike Singletary was yeah all time great player. What's his coaching coach. record though? He probably won a few games. I mean, coaching you have to be record. really bad to be yeah, well, on this list. He was he a eighteen. The he was eighteen and twenty two. Yeah, I mean that's oh, that's, that's Lombardi compared to these guys. <laughs> Zach. Thank you for the phone. Call. I think Singletary was also a very good defensive coordinator, as I recall, or at least in my mind, he was. I think so. Uh, Ed is in Erie, Pennsylvania. Has got another good one. Good morning, Ed. Hey, how you doing? Fantastic. How are you? Good. Yeah. What about Hugh Jackson? I mean, Hugh Jackson has got quite, quite a resume. I mean, when you are presiding over an Ofer season, when he you win Correct. one one game over the course of two years, you are definitely going to be a candidate for this list. Uh, overall, his coaching record eleven and forty four and one. So good thing he got that 24th. tie in there. Yeah. yeah, but can you blame the Browns more than him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, they let him play the first year there in two thousand sixteen, or coach. I'm sorry, and then uh, they let him coach again the very next year. One win, and it was uh, there was a joke about January thirty first being Hugh Jackson Day because he was one and thirty one for those two. You know, <laughs> but. Uh, and I think he coached the Raiders back in 2011, and uh, he was close to 500 or somewhere around there. Exactly but 500. He, just, he was 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah, so you just said it's 11-44-1 and one is, what, 20%? Uh, yep. You know, I'm not a math. Nope, you're right. 20%. So, yeah, 20% of NFL games in basically three seasons. 
Ed, it's a it's a fair one. Thank you for the phone call. The question is about Hugh. Now looking back on it, the Browns were definitely trying to yeah. tank. Yeah, now, the coach and, is still trying to win. Right, but I think they made a secret deal with him that it's okay to lose because they kept him around. I mean, he could call an offense. Remember in Oakland, they were really good that one year. Cincinnati with Carson Palmer, he had a lot of success. So I think it, he, at least he did something. Ur, your guy, Urban Meyer, did nothing. <laughs> nothing in the NFL. Absolutely nothing. Uh, so keep them coming. Great debate question today. Worst NFL head coach of all time, inspired by Josh McDaniels getting fired last night by the Raiders. Andrew Bogish is here with some headlines. And that's where we begin. Mark Davis clearing the way for his next mistake with the overnight firing of head coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler. The search for the replacements will happen after the season. So linebackers coach Antonio Pierce is in charge on the field. Assistant GM Champ Kelly will run the front office. For McDaniels, he has now failed to finish a second season in both of his coaching stops. He's a combined 10 and 32 with the Broncos and Raiders. And P.S., the NFL decided to keep Raiders Jets on Sunday night football next weekend a few hours before these changes in Vegas. Right. Boy. Yeah, are you guys mad at that? I was very disappointed because I'm not going to stay up for that. Wait, who, what were the other options? I'm sorry to put uh, you on the spot. Anything? That I don't know, but <laughs> any game, any NFL game. But Perloff is probably right in that this is good news for us because that's a game we don't necessarily need to pay attention to. Oh, you guys are nuts. You oh, don't think go that's going to come down to some weird wonky play uh, with under two minutes? That's the only way the Jets yeah, play games. But I'll watch it in the morning. Yeah, the Bears-Chargers was great. Oh, my gosh. You could tell immediately the Bears were going to compete in that game. Yeah. Wait, like, this is, is week 24, 10? Three? Okay, I'll go to bed. All yeah, right. what do you got? Okay. What are the options? So you got, well, you got Bills-Broncos Monday night. Yeah. Okay, you could have done... Mm. Could have done Jack- Niners-Jaguars. You're telling me there's nothing better than that game? Lions-Chargers? That's a great game. Uh, can I interest you in Browns-Ravens? Oh, yeah. 49ers-Jags. That should have definitely been yeah. flex. Bog- Bogus had it the whole time. I mean, Packers, Steelers, just for maybe like uh, history. History, yeah. 49ers, Jaguars. It would be honest. Texans, that's one of the games of the year. Texans, Bengals might might be. Oh no, you Texans are unwatchable. Was it an issue with the like the quotas for the um for the Sunday night and Monday night football? Uh, no, like, because did they there was one team I think it didn't get a game. Didn't Indianapolis not get a game? Oh, yeah, right, the yeah. Colts got zero games this year. Well, they are playing the Patriots, so I don't think that one's getting flexed. <laughs> Just a guess. Uh, the Vikings traded for Cardinals QB Josh Dobbs yesterday while naming rookie Jaron Hall their starter for Sunday with the Falcons and the Lions, adding Browns wideout Donovan Peoples-Jones before yesterday's deadline. Ohio State, Florida State, Georgia, Michigan, the initial CFP semifinals. The first top 25 released last night, Washington and Oregon Next in line for one of those coveted top four spots. With Adolis Garcia done for the rest of the World Series with an oblique strain, Travis Jankowski played right field for the Rangers in game four last night in Arizona. Swing and a drive into center field. Base hit for Jankowski. And a sliding stop by Thomas of sorts. In to score is young and low. Heim goes to third. Jankowski's at second with a two-run double. And the Rangers lead seven to nothing. That's courtesy of Rangers Radio. Jankowski in the middle of Texas's five-run second. And it's five-run third. Finishing with two hits, two RBI, two runs scored. 
They win 11-7 for a 3-1 fall classic lead. Game five is tonight still in the desert. The Rangers can win their first title. Nathan Uvalde, Zach Gallen on the mound in a game one rematch. I'm glad Jankowski is there to continue the tradition of having at least one Major League Baseball player that looks like a professional wrestler. <laughs> you know, he's got like the blonde hair coming out of his hat, like Shawn Michaels or something. I don't know. Yeah, and where I live, Long Island's all geeked up because he's a Stony Brook product. So somehow Long Island feels like they're going to win the World Series now <laughs> because he's on the roster and contributing. Good for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, the, Just take him over to Peyton's house for the, a little Halloween <laughs> surprise. He's um, probably already been there. I mean, he's cooler than me. He had the invite. Just like, do the Stanley Cup. Just parade the World Series <laughs> exactly. trophy right Bogus hanging out at nine-year-old Halloween parties last night. <laughs> the James Harden trade is still not official, so the Clippers shorthanded without the four guys they're sending to Philly. But Paul George was out there last night against the Magic. Ball with 24 today. Into the paint he goes. Throws it all the way left corner. Powell open for three. Rattles in and out. George offensive rebound. In the left corner. He wants the triple himself. He gets it. Ball, George, all cords. 106-89 Clippers lead. Four minutes to go on the fourth. As heard on Clippers Radio, George 27 points, seven rebounds, seven assists in the 118-102 win. Harden was in the building. So was P.J. Tucker. They were in the locker room pregame. They have lockers, but since they are not officially Clippers yet, they could not be on the bench. They watched the game last night from a sweep. Hope, uh, hope Paul George enjoyed that because he ain't getting 27 points a game in a game. <laughs> that is, oh my God, the trade. Did you see some of the guys who were like, oh no, Harden's here. The Terrence tell- Mann video is amazing. Yeah, I mean, this is, the train wreck has begun, and I don't think it's going to take long for it to go off the rails here. Did you see the awkward uh, reunion between Harden and Westbrook in that locker room? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was cringing. I mean, honestly. The frenemies. The- that Paul George is such a great player, and nothing can gut a great player like James Harden holding the ball. <laughs> this is going to be the biggest disaster. And there's fifth in NBA title odds. I am. Can you short a bet? Because I'm shorting this team a thousand percent. So somebody in the newsroom told me yesterday that actually their odds dropped yesterday after uh. the trade. <laughs> oh, they did. Oh, yeah, okay. They got wow. worse adding Harden. That, that squares. Yeah, tracks. Yeah. Uh, Victor Webinyama and the Spurs turned an early 20-point hole into a 115-114 win in Phoenix last night. Keldon Johnson scored the game-winning hoop with 1.2 seconds left. The final score is the only time San Antonio led that game. The Knicks gave the Cavs their third straight loss, 109-91 in Cleveland, 19 points apiece for Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. And Dominique Wilkins' son, Jacob, will play at Georgia just like his dad. Jacob, 6'8", forwards, top 60 recruit in the class of 2025. He will likely wear his dad's retired number 21. Guys, back to you. Oh, that's pretty cool. Thank you, Andrew Bogish, for those latest headlines. Our great debate series today is the worst NFL head coach of all time. This is inspired by Josh McDaniels getting fired last night. Uh, we still have college football we have to get yeah. to. The college football playoff, those rankings came out for the first time last night. We'll tell you what the committee got right and wrong. We'll do that next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff right here on CBS Sports Radio. A lot of news last night, including Josh McDaniels getting fired by the Raiders. So if you're just waking up and hearing that, that did happen. Every Wednesday, we do a great debate series. So inspired by Josh McDaniels getting fired, we're asking for the worst NFL head coach of all time. I went with Urban Meyer. I mean, prove me wrong. On the field, it was terrible. Off the field, it was embarrassing. Perloff decided to go with... 
Rich Cotite. Because Urban Meyer didn't have enough time to do the damage that Rich Cotite did to two <laughs> franchises. We got a lot of fun ones in the chat. EJ, what are people weighing in with? Yeah, so on the YouTube chat, a couple interesting uh, suggestions. So one, we had uh, L Boogie. Uh, wrote uh, Lou Holtz only won three games with the Jets. I think one of the more underrated picks. A lot of people forget that he actually was an NFL head coach. <laughs> it's it was true. One season. When you barely remember it and it was terrible, that is a good combo. Yes. And then there was a uh, Joseph uh, Pl- Placidi who wrote, uh, what about um, Pete McCulley for worst coach of all time? It's obscure, but the 7849s were an epic disaster. Trading for a washed up OJ Simpson. He lasted just nine games. There were several other uh, 49ers suggestions. Tyler McKeon wrote Jim Tom Sula. That was, who a, was quite infamous there. Definitely. And then one of my other favorite ones was uh, Daily News wrote, how about all the Giants coaches? McAdoo, Shermer, Judge, is that trio? It's quite a lineage right there. I mean, it, quite, it was like a, eight years of just terrible Giants head coaches. McAdoo did go to a playoff, but you'll remember Odell Beckham Jr. and most of the Giants went to Miami in the Week weekend off between the playoffs and then came back and played. That's terrible. another one. Or were those coaches so bad, or was the the organization so bad? Because Pat Shermer can call play. That dude was a great offensive coordinator. I know it. They were so these same franchises have the same. It's the Raiders. Like is Josh McDaniels that bad, or is it the Raiders? Yes, uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, yeah. and that is the accurate answer. Hung is in Pennsylvania. Has got one for us. Good morning, Hung. Good morning, good morning. Uh, I want to shout out to Jim Brom Show and Harrison, Harrison Show because they keep calling out Brandon Stanley. <laughs> He's the idiot. he got to go. Because, you know, the Chargers got a Justin Herbert. He's a superstar. He's way better than Philip Reaver. And Philip Reaver made to the AFC Championship game, but because Tom Brady's so good, that's why he never win a Super Bowl. But this guy here, Brandon Stanley, he idiot. He lost, keep losing, losing. How many opportunities he going to get? Two years ago, all he got to do is just tie the game. Don't call the timeout, and all you got to do is don't call the timeout and get into the playoff. He call the, you know, and last year he got a huge lead over the Jaguar and lost the game again. Hung, I'm it's mad a, at this guy. It's it's <laughs> I can tell you're making great points here, and thank you for the phone call. Brandon Staley is terrible. Now he did get to a playoff. Yeah, I don't think he belongs in this conversation. We're but, talking about Urban Meyer and these kind of guys. He got to the playoffs, but he epically blew a playoff game. Like they probably should have been fired on the spot. I kind of like this suggestion because I think I think the idea that you can't have any kind of success means that you should automatically be like eliminated from this conversation. I, I think I disagree with that. It's about coaching and coaching, whether it be you have the worst talent or the best talent. I think given the talent the Chargers have had, and if Staley is last two and a half years, three years, no playoff wins, uh, epic collapses at the end of two seasons. He's got a winning record in his career. I mean, we're talking about guys who are one in 16 consistently. Right, but if you gave, again, some of these guys we mentioned, Hugh Jackson, we gave... Uh, you know, dare I say Steve Spurrier, like these rosters, they would have, they would probably have Brandon Staley's record. They'd probably be eight and eight, nine and seven, maybe one playoff game, and then they lose in spectacular fashion. Like those guys had bad hands. Yeah, I think what you're saying is essentially Brandon Staley is doing less with more. Right. And he has actually a roster with some talent on it, and they're underachieving. Every player gets injured. Every single game. I mean, they've never... That roster is not really on the field for them. They lead the league in IR minutes every single year. So, I don't know if Steve Spurrier is winning 21 games there. Uh, Tyler also in the chat. Chip Kelly. Won 10 games as an Eagles head coach, but spectacular flame out as well. Yeah. I mean, he did come in. It, 
he had Nick Foles had 27 touchdowns and two picks with Chip Kelly. It worked for a, a moment. Again, we're talking worst ever. You have to be so low on this list. How about Steve's in San Diego's got one for us? Good morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. Um, you know, I said the I said the nineteen forty two uh one of the coaches because he went zero and eight. But honestly, I think if we're talking about current the kind of era, what about Marty Morningway? He went five and twenty seven and ruined the Lions for an even longer period of time. It was rough. Everybody loves Marty Morningwing, though. Showed no. up at the Lions on a motorcycle. That guy is the man. I mean, you start the season 0-12, though, and yet it's yeah. still presiding again, over a seven-interception game. <laughs> it's the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know who else was terrible? The coach before him and the coach after him. That is an organization that screwed up, not the coach. They were 9-7 and seven the year before he got there. Oh, with Wayne Fonts. But they generally were terrible for many, many, many years and many coaches. Yeah, and the Matt Millen era of him being the general manager, obviously. Gets a lot yeah. of criticism. The whole thing. I mean, if you're talking about, yeah, like Marty Morningwig or Hugh Jackson or Rod Marinelli also presided over a lot of losing. Yeah. Was Marinelli? He had a one win season, too. Didn't he had a no win season. He had a no win season. Oh, oh no, no, that was Morningwig. No, no, no. Oh, that Mar- was, that was, that oh, was that Marinelli? Yeah, Marinelli came in after a seven win season, then won no games the next season, which is. Wild to the me. first ever 0 and 16. Yes, and these are guys who've had a lot of success as coordinators, too. So they prove they know something about football, it just doesn't translate. Steve, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate that. Still open to suggestions here. Yes, bro. It's it's not that it doesn't translate. You've got to understand a, a bad owner can ruin anything. Daniel Snyder could have taken Bill Belichick and made him a 4 and 12 coach. I mean, you, you've seen that. Yeah, I mean, you're asking me, listen, I think Spurrier, when he got to D.C., I think that was an effort situation as well because I don't think Spurrier really wanted to work hard. And I then after, who do you have? Jim Zorn? Yeah, and, Joe Gibbs. He's one of the top Joe five Gibbs coaches of, in the history of the league. Yeah. Couldn't even win with Daniel Snyder. It's, yeah. it, it, that was Snyder. No, Snyder, definitely the the fish rots from the head. I'm I'm with you on that. I think we're putting too much on the owners. I'm sorry. Like, I think that there are some of these guys were legit clowns. Like, we talk about Steve Spurrier being on the golf course, um, deciding that, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter that Danny Werfel and Shane Matthews have had no success in the NFL. No, I'm going to come in, and I'm going to bring in the Florida quarterbacks along with Patrick Ramsey, who shouldn't have been a first-round pick. And because I know what I'm doing— these guys are going to be great. That's not on Dan Snyder. And I'm not here to defend Dan Snyder. Oh, come on. But no, no. He, Dan Snyder's not coming in telling Steve Spurrier, hey, go get all my Florida quarterbacks. No, like, that's, he, not, that's not what he's doing. No, but he uh, allegedly years later, he did come into the war room and tell them to draft Dwayne Haskins. May he rest in peace. And kind of came off the yacht. So who knows? I think you're right. Spurrier obviously brought in the Florida guys. But at other times, if your owner comes in and bigfoots you on a, uh, on a uh. draft pick, yeah, I mean, you're defending Dan Snyder a little bit there. Steve, Steve, it's Steve Spurrier. <laughs> what are we talking about? Steve Spurrier's NFL head coach? Yeah, Shanahan and Gibbs lost under uh, Dan Snyder. No, those they're guys, they're amazing. They took their teams to the playoffs. Something that what's the name could not be able to do. Spurrier never did. Coming up, we've got more details on the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. This thing just won't end. Go move. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 